Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday and welcome to yet another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host Andy Goldstein. Now before we start the podcast, I've got a little apology to make. I'm looking at the links that our producer Tom has written and it seems as though Jeremy Paxman's written them this week. I mean, everyone could come out as a paperback book in the next couple of months. It's going to take me, I mean, this could be the longest podcast I've ever done. Not because of the content, because of my reads. You know, £14 to get a week for this run. Anyway, um, we start with the Chief Executive of the Premier League, Richard Masters, who's been speaking to TalkSport ahead of the return of the new season. Hurrah! He told James Abundra that he hopes fans will be able to return to stadiums, should that be stadia. There's your question. No, it shouldn't, because that's stupid. In the top flight in a matter of months, as in returning to stadium, stadia, in top flight in a matter of months. I think that's what... Let's find out what James is talking about. It's a key focus, a key priority for us and for our clubs. We have a working group of clubs working very hard. In fact, they're meeting as we speak uh, to discuss all of the arrangements that need to be put in place. Uh, but mostly we're working very hard with government and their special advisers, medical experts, about to come up with a formula. We are uh, committed to an ambitious testing programme to prove that uh, Premier League stadiums will be a safe place to come to. And hopefully uh, on October the 1st, uh, subject to government permission, obviously, fans, the turnstiles can open and we welcome fans back into the stadiums on a socially distanced basis working within the current guidelines. We're also participants in the government's new uh, technology and innovation group which is looking about how you can move beyond social distancing, how you can mitigate further and, and hopefully uh, within a matter of months Premier League stadiums can be some of the safest places to be uh, in, in Britain. The Culture Secretary says that the government is reviewing the list of proposed pilot events in sports ahead of the 1st of October. It's our understanding that any fixtures that do let fans in will allow a maximum of a thousand spectators. How does that affect how things are going to look? Because in October we thought we may be in a position where fans would come back into stadiums potentially up to 30% but does this news potentially put that back slightly? Well, I don't think it's necessarily the announcement that was made yesterday about social groups. It remains to be seen whether that has any impact on sport. Um, but obviously there are some key decisions that are coming up. Um, the decisions about test events and whether to approve those or otherwise, and the decision about 1st of October, and those are the crucial ones. There was an issue that dragged on for a few months in regards to Newcastle and, and the ownership situation there. Looking back on that now, are you happy with how the Premier League reacted? Do you think... You reacted in the right way. Are there any lessons that can be learnt from what became a bit of a saga? There, there are always lessons to be learnt from, from everything that we do. I mean, uh, we try to be as transparent as we possibly can. 
So I uh, recently have uh, have talked to members of the Newcastle United Supporters Trust and answered some of their questions. I've written an open letter to Newcastle MPs to try and add some detail, to give some uh, information about the challenges that we face and to put it into context. It's difficult because there is an expectation of confidentiality around commercial transactions. We think that is right and proper. And sometimes fans feel locked out from that information. And so we're going to reflect on all of that. We are looking at the Anderson Directors Test generally with the FA and the EFL. Now, with news that the Premier League clubs could be set to replace the Black Lives Matter slogan on player shirts with no room for racism on sleeves for the new season, Trevor Sinclair believes the move will be a backward step. Former Crystal Palace owner Simon Jordan believes it's time to focus on amending laws to make change, not token gestures and symbolism. Now, I've just put a sign between Black Lives Matters and no room for racism. And for me, Black Lives Matters supersedes it massively. One, because it hits the nail right on the head. Two, because we are a globally watched sport and it's a globally recognised status. Black Lives Matters. It transcends sports, different sports. It transcends countries. It's worldwide. Now, we've got that on our shirts at the moment. And forget all the political stance and, and, and people trying to murky the water with this with what it means what it means to us is that all lives matter but black lives have not mattered in the past and black lives matter to us now and basically it's for equality inclusion and that everyone in the premier league everyone in the football league are anti-racist they're not just you know i'm, I'm not racist anti-racist the central theme has to be not about tokenism and not about symbolism it has to be about ensuring that people say what they mean and mean what they say so if the premier league subscribe to the view that equal opportunity does not exist in the business of sport right it is not sport's job to be able to take responsibility for societal's ails. It can use its influence, but it's not its responsibility to be able to hold itself to a higher standard than society exists by, because that's an unwieldy and unnecessary pressure. But the real meaningfulness should be that the Premier League and organisations like FIFA and UEFA write a, I don't want to say white paper, but that is the terminology, a white paper on how football and sport should embrace this challenge and they should be held to account to it and it should supersede the need for taking a knee and should supersede the need for strap lines because that's the real essence of what people want. They want change. And this is the former Chelsea and West Ham striker Colton Cole on The Breakfast Show with Koisty and the brilliant Laura Woods. Now, Coley is a coach at the London Stadium and he told the guys why he would have kept Grady Dean Garner but understands why the owners sold the youngster to West Brom. And so do I. £18 million in your skyrocket. Obviously, Grady wasn't with us last year. Um, he done really well on loan. Um, obviously, we want to want to keep our young prospects, but I don't think anybody else was in to come and um, buy any of our other forwards because they didn't really have a good season last year. So they wasn't it wasn't attractive to anyone for for them to come into. So Grady was the only one that they had an offer for. So I thought it's up to the owners what they want to do. But I would I would have kept it myself. But there's there's money situations and there's other situations that um, that can't be. Um, neglected and the, and the areas that we needed strengthening up is the uh, the, the defensive line Now TalkSport's Ian Abrahams you know him simply as The Moose has been speaking to Burnley captain Ben Mee you know him simply 
Well, it's Ben Mee. Ahead of the opening weekend of the Premier League season, me, that's not me, that's Ben Mee. Me, not me, Ben, I've just told you it's Ben Mee. I'm going to say it now, it's not me, it's Ben. It is me, but Ben Mee, me, not me, me, me. Anyway, me, Ben, started by telling TalkSport how desperate he is for James Tarkovsky to stay at Burnley as West Ham have been linked with signing him. Not me, him. Not not him, me, him, me. Not, just have a listen. You know, we, we want to keep him round. We want to um, keep him at the club as long as possible. Uh, I certainly do anyway. And what will be, will be. He felt a bit like he should be in England squad and all this and that and stuff. So, you know, he's, he's come out and he said he wants to play at the highest level possible, which all players do. And um, like I say, what, like I say what, what will be, will be. And, you know, hopefully the best outcome happens for, for everyone. I think for a while now, people have asked why you and him haven't been in the England squads. I mean... It's hard to put your finger on it because obviously it can't be an anti-Burnley thing because Nick Pope is in there, but it does seem very strange. It does seem strange. Uh, for me, Taki, you know, last year was was head and shoulders above most of the England centre-halves and players. You know, you, you look at Dwight as well, he's played every game for, for us. Had a fantastic season. Like, you know, if you watched him week in, week out, brilliant, can't even get him in the 21s. Um, you know, for me, that's a, that's a massive thing. I, I can't understand that either. You know, and uh, and yeah, I mean, for me, Tarkovsky should be in there all day long. Back now to White, Jordan and Sinclair looking back at England's dreadful nil-nil draw against Denmark. We start off with Simon Jordan having a rant. Don't talk to me about ranting. I've owned the football club. I'm only joking. That was me doing a Simon Jordan impression. This is what he's done sound like. happened was people's expectations were lowered what you have in this country is a propensity to build this national team up with a mentality of being able to pull it down as soon as we possibly can and the idea that when gareth took out i took over everybody to a man was massively underwhelmed by the appointment of gareth southgate and the expectation levels were so low that he got a pass he walked into a world cup which we should have done what we did in that world cup and the only team that we lost to or the two teams we lost to were the ones that perhaps we could have lost to the rest of the team games we won were the ones we should have won then the mm. expectation started to ramp up and after a brilliant performance against Spain the expectation levels have crept up and Gareth now is beginning to fall short of those expectation levels I don't think we judge England by these two games I think we judge England against Belgium the biggest compliment you can give a coach is if he gets 11 players and he, he plays the 11 players in the best positions to suit the team and he gets the best performance out. I don't feel they've done that over the last two games. Now, this might have something to do with what's going on with the injuries, what went on with Harry Maguire, what went on with the two boys um, the other night. And I think it's all combinated against him. It's been very difficult for Gareth to deal with, and you can see the way he does, does his interviews. Usually, he's very controlled. He's got a lot of consistency in the way he does his interviews, and he's not come across that way. And it's, it's because of things that are out of his control have, have started to affect it. <laughs> Time now for a bit of Hawksby and Jacobs. I'm shouting because most of their listeners are over 70. Hawksby and Jacobs are on next on the podcast, I said. Some clips of the week from back in, back in the day. Do you want a cup of tea with that? We kick off, as we have many times uh, down the years, with Mike Parry. And one thing that definitely hasn't changed over all that time is the quality of his impressions. I'm sure he hasn't turned round to people and said, I uh, haven't got rid of that great yuck yet, I'm staying on for another season. No, I don't think that's the case at all. Anybody? That was uh, that was for Alex Ferguson he was doing then. This guy, wasn't it brilliant? Just a central casting bad Scottish accent. I could tell though. And another thing that hasn't improved is Mr. Perry's singing ability. 
San Jose. You look out that window now and you, you, you don't think of San Jose, do you? <laughs> San Jose. There's a song hey? in that, isn't there? Is this the way to San Jose? Not that song, though. <laughs> no, which really. doesn't exist. <laughs> two beautiful mashup of two, Marilla. Of two songs. Back to um, Mr. Brazil, commentating on his beloved Ipswich town alongside Jim Proudfoot and getting a bit sidetracked. You mentioned Axa there, Jim, and of course, uh, uh, this is a big, I don't know if you're aware, Ipswich is a big insurance town, you know, you've got Willis Caroon here, you've got Axa, it's, it's a massive employment um, area here, Ipswich, for the insurance industry. It's Peralta. <laughs> and, and Alan never paid for insurance again. It's <laughs> fantastic. Until this day. Oh, I like that. That was brilliant. And finally, uh, this is overnight presenter Joe Dutch Holland taking a call on the uh, F1. I'm just ringing up to talk about David Coulthard. And I think he's going to win tonight. Fourth on the morning. grid. Pardon? Fourth on the grid, am I right? Third. Is he third? Well, he's third uh, earlier and earlier when I watched it. I think he's fourth. Schumacher's third. Barrichello one. Uh, so good position. Michael but... Schumacher two. Ralph Schumacher third. three. No, no, sure. He was in third fourth. position, but wasn't he? Listen, he's fourth, all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you called him Ben Coulthard. <laughs> More to the point. He's now a country and western singer, you know. He is. He lives in America and he's a country and western. Not that caller, not uh, Mr. Ben Coulthard. <laughs> we mean Dutch Holland. Yeah. Newcastle striker Callum Wilson has been speaking to TalkSport's Graham Courtney for the first time since joining the club this summer from Bournemouth. Callum started by telling GC, that's not Gemma Collins, that would be weird if we had Gemma Collins on the. Anyway, he told Graham Courtney that he's ready to start against West Ham in their opening game of the season. And that is, of course, Callum Wilson, not Gemma Collins. Playing West Ham is, is, is only uh, is only going to fill me with confidence, especially with it being my debut. I tend to like to score on my debut sometimes, you know. Um, so uh, hopefully um, I'll be I'll be I'll be in that starting lineup and um, yeah, can get off off the mark. Now, of course, you're playing up front. You're going to be the target man uh, at Newcastle United. The number nine shirt has always been absolutely crucial. But when you were at Bournemouth, uh, you wore the 13 shirt. So. Uh, which one are you going to wear for Newcastle? Because I understand you have been given the option of a Newcastle for the number nine, but which one are you going to go for? I'll have number 13 again here. Um, the the number nine shirt, you know, for me, was definitely something that I would have loved to have had, but at the end of the day, the shirt's taken. Me coming in the door, I'm not going to um, start asking for other, 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 other players, his, his shirt numbers and things like that. Joe Linton wears it at the moment. He was the club's record signing. And um, whenever it becomes available, I'll snap it all with both hands and you know relish the, the opportunity to wear that shirt. Yeah, until then, I'm 30. Back now to Carlton Cole, Coley, with a Jose Mourinho story and why he got told off at Chelsea a day after losing to Liverpool, despite not even playing in the defeat. Oh, yeah, but Jose's different now. I've been watching the Tottenham programme now. He's a lovely fella. It's all edited, you fools. I didn't travel with the first team, by the way. I was out of the squad. It was just what it, the way it was. And then we'd lost to Liverpool away up at Anfield. Well, anyway, we, he came back down and then we had training the next day. <laughs> had a meeting and everybody was in the meeting room, obviously low on, low on confidence and esteem. And um, sat down and then everyone was in there. Claude Makalele, Lamps, John Terry, obviously. Everyone's in there. Um, but then he focused the whole meeting on me not performing the way I'm supposed to be. 
So he just had a go at me, say, Colton, you'll never make it as a as a, a top pro. You're going to be this, you're going to be that. You're not going to be the man that you're supposed to be. But I was like, hold on a minute. You've got just lost 4-0 up at Anfield. Why am I getting dug out here? But anyway, I was so angry. I was so angry. We went out to train because just the meeting before the training. Went out to train. I swear, I, I was like um, Ronaldo, Cristiano. So it worked. I put William Gallus on his back about five times. And we finish, of course, with the best bits of my show. It's Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Tell them about the drive stuff. Oh, yeah, of course, I do drive now. Every single Friday with Darren Bent from 4pm. Oh, right, don't go on about it. No, it's a good point. The Community Shield for 2020. Two wins in a month. The FA Cup and now the Community Shield for Arsenal Football Club and Mikel Arteta. I'd rather have Arteta at Arsenal than Jose any day of the week. Yes, I, don't, I think Josie, like Wenger, is 10 years past his sell-by date. He's really, he really Manchester United. He left Chelsea in, 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 in things and just watching Tottenham play as well. I think if Pochettino was at Man United, I think Man United would win the league. Okay, let, me just finish about, let me just finish about Arsenal. Okay, go on. Right, we've got a lovely core of young players. We've got a nice core of Brazilian players in there as well. We've got a left back that I really think will turn out to be world class. And we've got a left-sided central defender that will play alongside him. I really think if we get Partey and finally have a spine, we will definitely... I can't see you getting Partey. I can't see well, that. If we get him, just, if we if get, get him, him then that's him, what, a, what a coup that would be. Yeah, if we get him, then we'll actually... I, I can't remember the last time Arsenal ever had a spine. And we've got one now. And I really, really believe, I'm really optimistic, I'm really excited. And if we get top four, we do. But I know for one thing, we'll be challenging for it, which will make a massive difference. OK, let me just go back to the manager's thing. I'm curious, OK? Have you got a better manager, as in Mikel Arteta, than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? I think so. OK. Is he better than Frank Lampard? I think so. Is he better I'll tell you than... why I think he's better than Frank Lampard. Go on. In the FA Cup final, right, for the first 20 minutes, Chelsea ruined us. They bullied us. They were there. When we had the water break, Arteta changed the system and Arsenal, it just changed the game and Frank couldn't okay. respond to that. That's it. I'm back tonight for the last Sports Bar of the Week from 10pm alongside old Moonface. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So press subscribe and it's there when you wake up. When you open your little eyes and you go, oh, I've got work today. You'll go, oh, I've got work today. But I can listen to Goldstein and his dreadful, great voice on the podcast. So until then, have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 